Hello and welcome everyone to Season 2, Episode 19, Lisa's Substitute, and throwing it over to Nick. Oh, Lord, my hot plate. I only had two payments left. I'm not sure if I'm just tired, but I can't pinpoint that. Like, I want to say it's kind of like a hobo or something, but... <laughs> well, he's close to being a hobo. It's Gil, but... Uh, oh, it is Gil. Oh, yeah. poor Gil, man. I know. I, I don't Gil know why. Is Gil the most depressing character in the whole series? Gil, Mole Man, Skinner. Uh, those are probably my top three. Yeah. Who's had it worse in life, Mole Man or Gil? I feel like it's Gil. I think Gil has more like rep- repetitive bad stuff. I don't know. You know, Mole Man is essentially in his 30s and he looks like he's 90. And, mm. you know, he crashes his sugar truck and he was driving the house of uh, who was it? Their birthplace. He's exploded multiple times. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gil's attacked had, by wolves. Lots of wolves. nut shots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Homer escaped from his fortress of the moles. But Gil's had a lot of repetitive crap happen to him. Gil's had, like, when his hot plate broke, when his wife cheated on him, when he couldn't sell the Canyon Arrow, uh, when he was trying to sell the Coleco, Coleco computers, whatever they yep. are, the rust right up on you. So he's had a lot of little bad things happen over the time. Or when he lost his wall uh, in Realty Bites. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gil's had a lot of stuff. Um, disappointed, though. I'm very disappointed that nobody... Uh, got back to us on our, our challenge because it was a fun end of the last episode. Uh, you went with uh, Don't Make Friends with Salad. Yeah. So for those who don't know, last episode we started to do this thing where, for one, on the extra we always do something fun. We want to, you know, end it uh, in a way that's, like, fun, exciting, maybe just funny or interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we decided to do, like, kind of like a little contest, uh, uh, contest rather, to interact with us on Twitter where I'll play like a sound clip from the show. And you, if you know that sound clip, you head on over to our Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. And you hit, you hit us up with, uh, I think we we said the character and the episode, right? Yeah. And then, you know. Or at least we, a description of the episode. It doesn't sure. have to be the, the exact title. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then we would you get a shout out on the show. So... Just in case you missed it last time, I'm just going to play it again real quick right here. You don't win friends with salad. 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 I didn't mean to take sides. I just got caught up in the rhythm. So I thought that was pretty easy to start out with. Yeah, I would say so. So, yeah, hit us up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great clip from a great episode, and uh, it'll be stuck in your head all day. Uh, so this one, Lisa Substitute, um, is uh, one of those ones that you could probably call a sentimental episode. And it's really, really hits home for me anyways on uh, those teachers who actually really cared uh, in your life that actually made a difference that wanted to make a difference. They were there, not just for a paycheck. They were there to, you know, the old saying of shape young minds and stuff like that, that kind of, uh, 
is where this episode gets me. So I don't remember being, it being particularly funny. I thought, though, before we really dive into this one right now, off the top of your head, who are some of your teachers? Uh, I know you've had some real crap ones. We've discussed that. But who were some of the some of the good teachers that you had that you remember that made a positive influence on your life growing up? Uh, for grade school, there weren't many, sadly. But in grade school, uh, Mrs. Skinner, you know, no pun intended, that was her just happened to be her last name. Uh, she was great. She was my fourth grade teacher. Uh, she thought I was very funny and uh, I was decent in her class. So it was uh, always it's being a good teacher is hard. Being a bad teacher is very easy. It takes a lot of effort uh, to be a good teacher uh, because you have a lot of different types of personalities that you have to kind of uh, teach to in such a way. And Mrs. Skinner was really good at um, pretty much treating, you know, giving one-on-one time to each student so that they could learn in their own way. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. That, that's what really, I think makes the mark of a good teacher is when they can, they understand that not everybody learns the exact same way. You might have to give a little bit of effort with a different student because they, their mind just doesn't process things the way another student might. So uh, a quick shout out to my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Lee. And he always used to let me make his uh, football picks for the weekend. Uh, my eighth grade teacher, Mrs. O'Donnell. Uh, she was definitely one of those teachers who, who, who cared and, uh, really went out to help somebody figure something out if they really wanted to, and they really wanted to learn. Uh, and then all three of my gym teachers in uh, high school, Mr. Dunn, Mr. Pfeiffer, Mr. Walker, uh, all fantastic. And then uh, Mr. P, I had him in uh, Mr. Papoutsis, grade 10 and grade 12 history teacher. Uh, he was somebody who didn't tell you kind of what was going on, but he, he kind of showed you how to think, if that makes sense. And like how to, how to form a concrete debate, a, a concrete opinion on something um, really he, and he made you understand that history is meaningful. Uh, it's not just, you know, it can be more than just crap that you read on a, on a timeline type of thing. So those are my, my shadow. It's right there. I've got one more, not okay, as many go. as you, I didn't have as many good teachers as you did. I know you had some crap ones. You run. Like yeah. Them. Uh, small town, maybe. Uh, so my 10th grade English teacher, Mr. Johnson, uh, English was never my strong point, and I never thought I would take university English. I originally took the college uh, version. What do we call um, that again? What, isn't it like uh, um, applied? Is it applied? Applied versus... Um, academic. Yeah, applied versus yeah, academic. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long yeah. time since I've said those words. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he inspired me to actually, once I past uh, applied to go into academic because if you wanted to go to university you needed academic english that was a requirement mm-hmm. um i never used it i ended up going to college anyways but it was still you know it was a good uh good teaching moment if you will or good uh growing moment for me so plus he had like a katana and would also uh play video games sometimes in class it was quite entertaining a katana <laughs> like, the, like yeah. the sword yeah he was like, in the classroom yeah do you like did he like have it out of the, uh, the, the, the cover? Like he, did he just like swing it around, chop up watermelon for people? Uh, no. Uh, I think he just brought it in the case to show the class. Oh, he also dressed up as a, as a woman, uh, for Halloween every year. And it was very funny for, for everyone. I enjoyed that a lot. Now this is, this is definitely relevant and needs to be said, uh, because it was, this is from my grade nine English class. This is our last story before we, We'll stop reminiscing about high school and Shane's mean elementary teachers and stuff like that and actually get into this episode and talk about Mr. Bergstrom and stuff. 
but uh, like picture this, all right? So Shane, close your eyes. I'm I'm not sitting with you right now, so I'm gonna have to trust you. Close right. your eyes and picture this. It's a it's a mediocre ninth grade English classroom. My teacher is Mr. Korchinski. He's about I don't know five ten. He's got kind of like a bowl cut brown hair. Uh, kind of looks like if a basset hound were a person, he'd be that. And he was very monotone. Anyways, there's about 20 of us standing in a circle around him in the classroom. We're reading lines from one of them stupid Shakespeare plays. And uh, I'm not really paying attention because it's Shakespeare. It's ass, right? And so I get my buddy's he's nudging me. I'm doing the nudging motion right now. He's just, he's just nudging me. He's giving me an elbow. Like, what? Kyle just he gives me a head nod. And he's looking over there. And Johnny Campbell, the weird kid who uh, who used to wear a cape to elementary school. He didn't, he didn't in high school, but uh, he was he was a weird fella. Had no social uh, awareness he, or he didn't care, either one of the two. And he always wear track pants every day, right? And he's got a huge boner just standing there right in the middle of So, like, everyone can see. Like, he's just there. And he's just picking it. And, like, nobody, like, nobody was there. Like, he was just there by himself. And that is what I will always take out of my greatest uh, memory long-term sticking in my head from grade 9 English. No, no, Shakespeare crap. But a kid picking his wiener in front of the middle of the classroom. And I hope you enjoyed that wonderful story. Must Did you enjoy it? Circumcised. All right. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be Did or you? not to be. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Enough of my nonsense. Uh, that was terrible visual. I'm sorry for everyone at home that closed their eyes to that. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, the, I'll, I'll make it up with something better for the next episode. I promise. Um, but this one, another big get, although it wasn't really as big because they couldn't really promote it. So we had, uh, Danny DeVito earlier. We had Ringo Starr in the last episode. Yeah, he's okay. with great. Yeah, he was. He didn't really do much for the episode. Uh, and then this one we have Dustin Hoffman, but like it's not really Dustin Hoffman because he didn't put his name in the credits. Almost like he was uh, ashamed, and it really did seem like if you were an adult and you didn't have kids in the early '90s, that that was kind of a thing. It was kind of a stigma to like The Simpsons. So. Sure. Uh, like I know of uh, a hockey player, I think I've said this before in a previous episode, but there was an NHLer who told me, oh, you know, there might have been some closeted Simpsons fans. They wouldn't really admit that they actually watch the show on a weekly basis. And so that's that's kind of why Dustin Hoffman, uh, you know, didn't lend his name to it because it, it was after all, it was still a cartoon, right? Like it wasn't really taken uh, very and seriously. And now we're all like man children. Yeah, we're, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah exactly. And people are dying to be in the Simpsons. People beg to be in the show or any popular animated series uh, that's uh, kind of geared toward adults. Um, I'm going to go with a six right off the top for this one, because uh, like I said, it's kind of a sentimental sentimental episode from what I remember. I have a feeling though, I'm going to appreciate that sentimentality as I uh, am older and kind of that good relationship that a student has with a teacher who actually cares and tries to make a difference. And it might, uh, play on my heartstrings a little bit more. I don't remember many jokes. I remember Lisa kind of blowing up with Homer and there's another sentimental part of that when they bond a little bit more towards the end. Uh, but I'm still going to give it a pass because it's a nice story is what I'm going with. Thoughts? Uh, we have the same rating going in. I was going to give it a six. So, You're, Which is yeah. the Shane made it to air... Uh, I'm not gonna, it to not, rating. Yep. Not, too, uh, not too bad that you're going to give it a five, but I'm... Your, your generous rating of a six. Can you recall really anything that was like, like real laugh out loud funny from this one? 
uh she like gets a crush on him too no yeah it's it's, a, it's like right? an innocent yeah. schoolgirl crush yeah yeah she yeah. isn't really i don't think she understands why it's not like a physical crush it's like a yeah um, it's emotional it's like a smart uh male intellectual intellectual yeah. person who's She's not like had a, a super dork uh yeah yeah it's so. something new in lisa's life where she can really connect with somebody on that uh, mental level where she's had a dad who, you know, his best qualities are he can pick his bum and. Sure. There's a lot of Lisa episode, Lisa story or like character building episodes. This is one of them. And most of them are very much passable. So I'm expecting the same thing, even though I don't remember it. Uh, a lot of like funny gags or anything, but maybe it will surprise me. Yeah, I can see it going up a little bit, maybe not as high as a seven, but I can see I can see a six point five by the end of this one, um, which is a, you know, it's a decent episode. So let's get to it. Lisa Substitute. Here we go. Lisa Substitute came out back on the grand old day of April 25th, 1991. You know, I'm going to ask you a song. It's almost always what was the number one song in some country at that time. That's usually it. Yeah, usually it. That's a decent couch gig. They come and there's no couch. I feel like we've seen that one before. I feel like we've seen that one as well. Yeah. But anyways, number one song in the UK on April 25th, 1991. Uh, Austin Powers, he's the man. Way too early for Austin Powers. Way too early for Austin Powers. Uh, I came 90, out in... 97. 97. 97? Uh, yeah. So it had to have been... Uh, She's being dumped again. Children. I won't be staying. Soldier Boy. No, I don't know. Who was it? Uh, One and Only by Chesney Hawks. You know who that is? No. I discovered that video. So up here, we love our hockey. And uh, I was watching this video when the Leafs signed a goaltender from Sweden named Jonas Gustafsson in the summer of 2009. And that song was on the video. It's a really cheesy, it's ass. I'll have to look that up. Well, Sorry, is someone someone dead from Lyme disease, or they're just out of commission for Lyme no, disease? No, Miss Hoover has Lyme disease, and we discover I think it's the only time they reference her name is Elizabeth, her first name. Anyways. Oh, how kittens are born—the ugly truth. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, that's pretty good. This is Trabapo. He's traumatizing the children. As usual, I agree with you, Martin. Bart, shut that off and take your seat immediately. Oh, look, this is really cool. When I hit reverse, I can make <laughs> him go back in. No, Lyme disease sucks, by the way. Stay away from tall grass, especially near horses. Yeah, if you get bit by ticks. You can die from Lyme disease, right? Oh, you sure can, yeah. My and you never are fully cured. Yes, sir. Yes, I... Right, yeah, like you always just kind of... Didn't Avril Lavigny have Lyme disease? I think so. One of uh, the people that we work with, one of the editors, had uh, Lyme disease, and that's why uh, she had to leave. I am a Texas oh, wow. I know that. Can we play kickball instead of science after Lyme disease? Kickball? Son, there ain't no kickball in 1830. Any other questions? Shoot, it's awfully quiet on the plains here. Well, how about this? Everybody, I want to see two eyes on every single person staring right at me right now. There are three things wrong with my costume. Anybody I know Lisa's smart, but there's no way she would know this. We'll get my hat. I believe I know the answer. Whoa, 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 what's your Maybe name? Maybe she would, actually. Simpson? Well, go ahead, Miss Simpson. Um, one. Your belt buckle says state of Texas, but Texas wasn't a state until 1845. Very good. 
two. The revolver wasn't invented until 1835. That's excellent. Three. You seem to be of the Jewish faith. Are you sure I'm Jewish? <laughs> or Italian. I'm Jewish. And there weren't any Jewish cops. <laughs> Very good. That's excellent. And I'm also wearing a digital watch. Oh, he wasn't counting on the Jewish stuff. No. <laughs> I want a big hat cowboy hat, like, but a, like a sponge cowboy hat, like um, like uh, Jim Carrey has in Dumb and Dumber when he goes to get the essentials at the beginning of the movie. I want one of those. Or uh, Scary Movie 1 when the cop's hat just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and bigger. yeah. I'm not allowed to vote, but I strongly suggest you elect Martin. Martin. We never had this in. Uh, no, we did have this no, in high school. Yeah, uh, I did it in high school. Yeah, but I'm nobody cared. School, though. No, I'm yeah, no one cared. Thank you, and keep watching the skies. Excellent, excellent, Martin. If you're through with your pemmican, why don't you sing <laughs> The kids read, I forgot he gives them pemmican. You this kind of reminds me of uh, yearbook class. Pemmican does? No, this teacher. He had oh. a <laughs> interesting story about a teacher that reminds me. He actually had a relationship with a student from a, the public high school, and he lost his job. Oh, that's nice. That's pleasant. We but, actually... Uh, yeah. We had a teacher who, uh, he waited until the girl graduated, at least, and then he left his family to start a new family with her. Wow. That's some, uh, American Beauty type stuff. Yeah. You just, sometimes you just gotta make love, sweet, sweet love to your students. Well, at least he waited until she was at least of age. At least I hope. I guess. I believe there's a word for that. Yes, but I didn't do it. Are you sure you didn't do it? It's good. So they actually flew up, like, the to get his lines. The producers flew up to New York to uh, get Dustin Hoffman lines. But as he was singing, he sang too low. So they had to get, like, when he came back to California, they had to uh, get him to do it. And they were kind of scared. Because, like, he's, he's a huge name, right? You, you know, and they were still in their infancy. But he was like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. Very reliable to deliver an important message to the principal's office. Would you I'd like to meet Dustin Hoffman. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, I would. And teach me that monkey kung fu, whatever he does in uh, Meet the Fockers. <laughs> There's always a kid like this, though. Yeah. And in a popularity, like if there were an actual vote, this kid would win. Nobody of the hundreds of the versus when you have like a few Barts in your class, it's really hard to get any work done. Had played the most important part of all. No one was with Yeah, I was one of those kids who got my work done before everybody else, and then I wouldn't shut up. And so one of my Mr. Lee, one of his solutions was to get me to help other kids. He so I, I'd be productive at least. And help. That's a good way to yeah. to guide your enthusiasm, your energy. Well, I can do this. Yes. Well, like, what, what a great teacher okay, here, dude. Like, well. it's just nonsense, but he's building confidence in kids. Chuck. Oh, that's disgusting. I love it. Lisa, come on, you're holding out on us. <laughs> I see a saxophone over there. I can. Come on, Lisa. I bet you're good. No, really, I can't. Sure, you can. Just try. Please don't make me do it. All right. You owe me something special. <laughs> While I'm technically oh, yeah. still married, there really hasn't been any marriage to speak of since Mr. Kerbapple moved into his little love nest. This profession can 
put a lot of strain on a marriage. Since he's been gone, I've been looking for a substitute to teach me a lesson I sorely need. Mrs. Krabappel, you're trying to seduce... Little reference to The Graduate. You ever seen that movie? Well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Krabappel. Uh, yeah, I have. But it's the I've seen bits and pieces of it, but... It's okay. It's not the worst movie. It just got a lot of uh, attention due to that one scene. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of nice moments early on here. Yeah, this is a feel-good episode so far. Oh, snowball appearance. Back when uh, laundry rooms used to be in the basement. Now they're all on the uh, main floor. What a time to be alive. I notice little things about your father, too. No, Mom, this is different. I mean, this man makes you feel like there's nobody better. Your father it's kind of sweet, like the, the school crush. And it's like, she doesn't even really realize she has a crush. Yeah, I feel like every kid goes through similar. Where they get a crush on an adult, even though they're a kid. That's very Marge of her. Yeah, that's the full Marge Nag voice. Or whatever you want to call that. Lunch without one igneous rock that's volcanic and one sedimentary, and that is layered. Lisa, can I see you for a minute? Yes, Mr. Bergstrom? Lisa, your homework is always so neat. How can I put <laughs> this? Does your father help you with it? No. Homework's not my father's special. Well, there's no shame in it. I mean, my dad. Not mine. You didn't let me finish. Unless the next word was burp, you didn't have to. <laughs> in a sample taken in this very classroom, a state inspector found 1.74 parts per million of asbestos. That's not enough. <laughs> we demand more asbestos. More asbestos. More asbestos. More asbestos. More Very uh, populist type of thing, right? Like, just get yeah. people chanting about something, something catchy, and... Well, like, Homer just says. Like, uh, for the people? Something like that, maybe? Sure. <laughs> you get a catchy slogan. It definitely helps. Actually, on the day that we're recording this, I saw a guy, he had, I thought it was a Make America Great Again hat, but it actually said Make Orwell Fiction Again. Very niche hat. That is actually kind of amazing. But the only thing is, like, I'd say, like, 8% of people would actually understand that. <laughs> there's this a does... Lisa look-alike in the yeah movie. looks like uh, Eli Eliza there's two of them yeah someone was... got a little lazy yeah it was like the Lisa <laughs> outtakes I just throw it in there uh, you'll never go broke appealing to the lowest common denominator you're gonna miss your brother's antics when 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 your life takes you places the rest of us have only heard about. Places where my intelligence will be an asset and not a liability. I was always yes. surprised that she never skipped grades. Believe me, it's true. Yeah, she, sh she should. Like, Allison was words, able to. Your body language and your Semitic good looks. Dear Miss Hoover, you have Lyme disease. <laughs> we miss you. Kevin's biting me. Come back soon. I love Ralph. This is the first kind of, like, nonsense oh, Ralph moment. Great, it's awesome. Ralph. 
I love the Kevin's biting me line. I've learned that in two weeks, the Springfield Museum of Natural History will be closing forever due to a lack of interest. That's sad. You're, the American Museum of Natural History in uh, New York City is fascinating. Lisa needs to go I'd love to go. Our, uh, the Toronto Science Center is really outdated. It needs to be upgraded. Yeah, the ROM has some fun stuff, though. But I was planning on sleeping, eating a big sandwich, watching TV, spending time with a boy. Spending time with the boy. The boy needs attention, Mark. Mom, I've been talking to Lisa, and I'm concerned about your relationship with her. Me too, Mom. I think they're drifting apart. Shut up, boy. Homer, please. Oh, you don't understand. I can't do it because... You're trapped. <laughs> you were smart. You might think <sighs> Love it. something, but you're not, so you just might... Homer's internal monologue. It's really hard not to get a laugh with that. Yeah. Hey... What do you mean by suggested donation? You pay any amount you wish, sir. And uh, what if I wish to pay zero? <laughs> well, it's up to you. Ooh, so it's up to me, is it? Yes. I see. And you think that people are going to pay you $4.50 even though they don't have to? Just out of the goodness of their... <laughs> well, anything you say, good luck, lady. You're going to need it. <laughs> Mr. Bergstrom! Hi, Lee. <laughs> His teeth had jagged edges to rip through your body, but he could have swallowed you whole. Wow. Actually, Mr. Simpson, they do know a great deal about the process of mummification. First, they pulled the brain out through the nose with an iron hook and stuffed the insides with sawdust and onions. Ew, gross. Ooh, pretty creepy. Still, I'd rather have him chasing me than the wolf man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, Homer's got sound logic there. Mommy can't really run fast. That's true. Mr. Simpson, I'm going to be presumptuous. I have noticed that Lisa seems to feel she has no strong male. I like how even what in what they eat is so different. Well, no, like Mr. Bergstrom's making a health conscious you know, choice, eating a salad. Homer's had a big sandwich and some chips. Yeah, chips and the soda. Probably a pop, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pop to the layperson. Soda. True. As they say it in places like New York. Iowa girl's future at stake. and but upstate New York. I am giving her an A. Great, especially Des Moines. Mr. Simpson, she did earn it. You are I said Iowa. Got yeah, my Iowa showdown. Okay, yep. <laughs> Just <laughs> making sure. You ruined the one chance I had of getting to know Mr. Bergstrom outside of school. Well, I'll tell you what. It's just me or the eyes in this episode look a bit off. Like they're almost slightly too big. Uh, Am I, yeah, I guess. Is it just like, that I'm looking for things because this episode's kind of dry? It's a wholesome episode. Like, there's Abraham Lincoln's for some reason on the wall. Um, yeah, this is, it's a, it doesn't have a lot of gags. I like the little subtleties, though, when they're trying to make the characters look, like, extra... Uh, cute or something like that, and Lisa's got a bow, and Bart slicks his hair back, kind of nice, and it's subtle, but it's. I don't think this is a a completely relatable episode to us because, you know, it's it's Lisa having a crush on a male teacher. I'm sure the demographic that would relate to that probably enjoys this episode more. Probably. Especially if they didn't have like a strong male influence. And it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty rare to have that in elementary schools. If you're, like, if you're a male uh, teacher, like you're more sought after because of um, the the market. I guess is so flooded with uh, female teachers, and there are a lot of people who don't have like a strong male role. I learned that when I was 
going to be a teacher, and I decided, ah, uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Some professions are just, uh, yeah. So. Poor Martin, they made him the happy gypsy. I've never noticed a sign. You pay by the day? Have a new job. He took his Copernicus costume. Do you know where I can find him? Uh, I think he's taking the next train to Capital City. A train. How like him? Traditional yet environmental. Are trains environmentally sound? He's been the backbone of our country since Leland Stanford drove that golden spike at Promontory Point. I see he touched you too. <sighs> hey, thanks. Here's the mentality of the majority of population. Complain about things of your leaders, but don't actually vote. Yeah. Well, don't sweat it. Just so long as a couple of people did, right, Milhouse? Uh -uh. At the time of this week recording, we got municipal elections coming up in a little bit here in, in this area of Canada. You got you, you voting for anybody? Uh, yeah, I'll vote for somebody. I have to look into it still, but I think you can vote online or something. I don't know. I'll have to double check. One for Martin. Two for Martin. Would you like another recount? No. Well, I One just want to make sure. Two for Martin. One for Martin. Two for Martin. <laughs> Bart didn't even vote for himself. No. There's a reference to the Dewey defeats Truman. Nice little 1940, I think it was 48, presidential election uh, reference. Everyone will know that one. I feel like Schwarzweiler probably put that in. I like how all train stations and shows and stuff like that still look like they're out of, like, 1910. Oh, yeah, they all have, like, wooden platforms and they're outside and it's dusty. Yeah. I need you too. That's a problem with being middle class. Anybody who really cares will abandon you for those who it's need deep. more. I, yeah, no kidding. I understand. Mr. Bergstrom. I'm gonna miss you. Well, I'll tell you what. Whenever you feel like you're alone and there's nobody you can rely on, this is all so, you need to know. One of the writers it still haunts him to this day that in the note that Mr. Bergstrom gave Lisa, the I am Lisa Simpson, there was supposed to be an exclamation point at the end to really drive it home. And uh, I think it's kind of cool without it. I think it's just like a, like it, it hits harder. Like it's just like I am who I am type of thing. Whereas the other one almost seemed kind of hokey. Isn't this how Superman was made? Didn't one of those Canadian moments tell us? <laughs> growing up on TV, that some guy hocked a piece of paper at the window and Superman was on it or something, or I don't remember that one. There were a lot of good ones. Remember, there was like the House Hippo. Oh wait, that was an heritage moment. House Hippo was great. That uh, concerned children advertisers. That's they had a lot of good ones. Hey, the family's back to eating uh, grayish purple again. Yeah. Mr. Bergstrom left today. Oh. He's gone forever. And. Is that gray or is it purple? I'm not very good with colors. It's purple to me. Yeah, I think it is. I love that line by Homer. Just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. Yeah, a baboon. Baboon. How do you pronounce baboon? 
Uh, baboon? No, I say baboon. I think that it sounds, sounds funner. funner. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Kinda rolls off the tongue better. How do you say it? You say baboon? Baboon. Baboon. Right? Yeah, see, my wife says baboon too, because just it sounds. True love. It's true love. I learned that how to say that from uh, Skittles. Uh, oh. Good old, good old Skittles. Remember, you ever met Skittles before? I think he lives out in your neck of the woods. You might have run into him before. Uh, for a second, I thought you were talking about the candy. Oh, I was. He brought a bag of Skittles in a Ziploc bag to lunch one day, and that's how I heard the nickname at work. And he used to say baboon. So, uh, that's brilliant. Same baboon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a great or that's a great origin story. Okay. Oh, there's a itchy, an itchy doll up on Leash Yourself, but he's, oh, yeah. he's brown fur instead of blue. At least I think that's itchy. You lost someone's and it hurt. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, my sister had a dollhouse too, and one of those little uh, Tinkerbell wind-up ballerina things. Uh, us guys, I didn't have a. I, I had one of those like castle things. Did you ever have that castle thing? You know what I'm talking about? Kind of the little oh, silver and gold. Castle of Grayskull. No, it was like cat. It was like little silver and gold guys and like swords and stuff. And oh, I had that. I wish I had the Castle of Grayskull, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, most boys grew up with a carpet that had roads on it. It was like a city oh, yeah. carpet. Yeah. Get you put your hot, hot wheels on those. I can spend hours a day on there. And once again, we're going way off topic on things because everything's gotten really dry. Oh, it's, it's a, it's, you know, father-daughter nice. moment. Yeah, there's father baboon. I'm sorry I called you a baboon, Dad. Think nothing of it. President, Prince, President, Princess, President, Pris. Hey, what's the matter, son? Oh, Dad. If just Moon, Millhouse, and Lewis had voted. Also, why was Wendell siding with Martin? Would you have gotten any money for being class president? No. Yeah, Martin doesn't have any friends. Yeah. And is this Martin guy going to get to do anything neat? Like throw out the first ball. Homer's got a point here. Like being class president means nothing. So it's not like Bart lost. It's really hard as a kid to think of how small your world is in grade school and high school. Nothing yeah. really matters in it at all, really. No, no. Try to have a good time and learn something. Man, Homer just doing all the parenting. Yeah. Three for three, Maggie. You got her binky. Okay, another sappy ending where it didn't end with them in bed, but it ended with them going to bed. Writers, yeah. they got, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> they, got different. they got ooh. spicy on that one. Um, I'm six straight. That's a straight six for me right there. I thought I was going to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, yeah. It's kind of dry. Sentimental. It's nice. Um, I like that Mr. Bergstrom taught, or not taught, but brought confidence out of the students, which is something that all teachers in some way should do with their students. Uh, and like he actually made a difference in somebody's life. Uh, I like that Homer was able to bond with Lisa a little bit more. The Bart storyline just felt like something they threw in there to stretch time. Because, like, I know it's Bart didn't intend to run for class president. Sherry and Terry nominate him, but it still doesn't really make sense. Like, why would 
it doesn't really make sense that Bart would do it, even if he was nominated. He would, why would he care? And uh, like Calmer says in the end, he points out, you know, you'd have to do all this work and stuff. So really, it, it should have been that he wouldn't have cared. It would have made it would have been funnier if he won, and then still had to do stuff. But he really didn't care and was trying to get fired, I guess, if you will. But um, at yeah. least it had at least it had like a couple of lines that were okay. I like Ralph's letter is going to get my favorite moment. That that. Ah, uh, oh, you uh, stole my favorite moment. Uh, so we're on the same page lately. We've we've been really on the same page with uh, what is catching us. But I don't know if that's because we're thinking alike or because there have been so few moments in these couple of episodes last few. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. There wasn't a whole lot of gags to choose from that episode. So, no. you know, the Ralph one did make us both actually laugh. So it did. I have to go with it. Yeah, yeah. and there weren't many. Uh, are you sticking with your six, though? Yeah, I'm also six. I, like, I was tempted to go down, honestly. But uh, it did. It was not. I don't think it deserves a five anything. I think it's a. It's yeah, a solid six. It's a solid six. Yeah. We've been in a weird part, though. Let's take a quick second and review where we've been at, though, the last few episodes. Uh, so episode 16, Bart's dog gets an F. Uh, I started with a 5.8. You went with a 7. We both dropped. I went with a, a fail, 4.9. You went with a 6. Uh, and then in old money, I went with a 5. You went with a 6 to start. Slight uptick, 6.2 for me, 6.5 for you. Uh, and then in uh, the last episode um, with uh, Splash Mountain, that was opening act was the only good thing about that episode i started with a five ended with a five you went down from a 6.2 to a six whereas this one straight across the board six to start six to finish for both of us so we're kind of in a, a, a bit of a lull point here in uh season two where right like the real middle there were some real good parts in the middle, like itchy and scratchy versus marge um yeah, we were doing a bad episode, then a good episode, or a mediocre, then a really good one. Now we're just in a lull where everything's mediocre. Yeah, we're in a real stretch of mediocrity, but I think that's going to snap because I have very fond memories about the War of the Simpsons uh, coming up next because we get Homer's quest, quest to catch General Sherman and all the stuff that leads up to that, as well as the whole grandpa babysitting Bart and Lisa uh, for the first time. So I and both of those storylines are fairly strong, and I'm pretty sure there's some good laughs in all three story arcs. Uh, so I think we're going to be in for a bit of a treat and a kind of an uptick. As we I have get a soft spot for two. anything fishing related in a cartoon. Yeah, you're a big I do a lot fisherman. of fishing. Yeah. Big, Shane's a big angler. He doesn't even say fisherman. He, he calls himself an angler. He uses the fancy brand term uh, when it comes to that. He even he's been on he's been on Lake Stokoe, people. <laughs> have you actually been on Lake Stokoe? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, oh. I have not. <laughs> uh, Elvis has. And if anybody can respond on tw- at Simpsons underscore EBE as to why I said that, uh, understand that that legend. The hell was that sound? Oh, I forgot to mute my phone. That's why. Um, yeah, if 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 you have any uh, explanation as to why I just said those two things, especially regarding Elvis, big prize. I don't know what that big prize would be, but it could be a big prize. But anyways, that leads us into our favorite time. And that's plug time. Plug time. Now, before I do all the plugs, please check out, you know, either watch the start of this episode again. We could really use someone to quickly, like, just (laughs) tell us uh, you don't make friends with salad, like what episode it's from and who's who's voicing it or who's singing it like characters. It's really easy. And then we can move on to something else. I have so many other ideas for that. I just thought I'd start really, really 
easy. Uh, okay, moving on. So please follow us on Simpsons underscore EBE on Twitter. Uh, Nick does all sorts of stuff, just like the thing we just talked about. Uh, but he does a bunch of polls and stuff like that. And then you can get mentioned on the podcast. A lot of fun. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or uh, iTunes podcast, please give us a like and a follow. Subscribe. Uh, whatever you're listening to us on helps a lot. Um, if you feel like throwing us a couple bucks, uh, there is a link underneath every episode called buy me a coffee. And all that does is you can click that link and go there and you can donate us a couple bucks, which we'll use to probably like, I don't know, drink, uh, hot chocolate for me, maybe coffee for Nick. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool way to support the show. If not, we deliver two episodes every Friday, two episodes every single Friday. And like Shane said, uh, yeah, I'd probably go with a nice little ice cap, nice little ice cappuccino, maybe a little caramel in there oh, just, damn, uh, yeah. just for kicks. Um, or, you know what? It's getting to that time. We're getting to that, that cold time in the fall as we're recording this right now. And uh, a little you know, bit pumpkin chocolate. spice. I'm not really. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I don't mind. I don't mind a little pumpkin, a little pumpkin here and there. But uh, anyways, Shane's going to play us off of the clip right now. And I, because we've been talking about fishing and the War of the Simpsons coming up, uh, give me something, it can be Simpsons related, but give me something that uh, will make you think of fishing. So give me, give me something that will make, I, I have one off the top of my head. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be disappointed if you don't pick it. Um, so yeah, there's my challenge to you. Let's see what Shane comes up with in five, four, three, two, one, bye for now. Out of my way, jerkers! Na 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 fishing! Na 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 fishing! Fishing! Fishing!